1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America this week, uh, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, And columnist on brooktalksamerica.com. You can check them out there. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, email, website. You can find all of that stuff on the website. And if you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor to help us get this conservative message out there, let me know. Also, there is, if you wanted to donate, and the shop is open so you can get Trump merch, my merch, and some other stuff that's really cool stuff that's on there. So, And I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida, GOP Chairman. His articles are also on my website, brooktalksamerica.com and americaoutloud.com. So you know the deal from Hot Topics to History. You can be sure if it's happening in America, and there certainly is a lot, I will be talking about it. You can also listen to archived podcasts of the show on my website. And also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also on every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Both of those are on this station, Salem Media Group, AM 860, The Answer. So let's get to the jelly people. Uh, We're joined today by Alyssa Gonzalez-Specht, who is the Florida Election Day Operations Director for the Donald J. Trump for President, Inc., uh, prior to joining the campaign, Alyssa, who is a lifelong Republican, so she's always been smart. Just saying, <laughs> was associate counsel at the National Republican Congressional Committee, and prior to joining the NRCC, she was the Election Day Operations Director for the Republican National Lawyers Association. Uh, I was during her time at the New Mexico Republican Party where she saw her love of politics that uh, that could be in law could be a career, and where she decided to become an election law attorney. She's currently a board member of the Republican National Lawyers Association. And so you can see with all the schemes, the Democrats are plotting and planning for the November elections. They have basically admitted, you know, we're going to get into this, that they're going to try to steal the election. So what Alyssa and all the other election law attorneys are doing is going to be crucial. That's why we're so glad to have her on to discuss it. And with that, I'd like to welcome you, Alyssa, to the show. Thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you so much for having me on today, Brooke. I am so excited to talk about, uh, election day operations and securing the vote because this is so important to the foundation of our Republic.
1: Absolutely. And you know, it's, uh, like I said, they're they really are making no bones about it. I mean, you saw, we played on the show last week, um, and I'm sure you've seen is the video, the video of Killary out there. That's what I call her, uh. Basically telling Biden not to concede under any circumstances and the rest, you know, Pelosi calls for no debates and there are a bunch of other people. All of this stuff is really setting things up to cause massive chaos as well as the mail-in voting. So go ahead and talk about that.
2: Absolutely. So the Democrats are absolutely determined to remove safeguards on the election process. And my job here in Florida is to ensure the integrity of the election. It is to ensure that it is safe and secure. And most importantly, it is to ensure that voters feel comfortable to vote and to ensure that the processes and procedures in place are followed. So that is my job here in Florida.
1: Okay. And so what are the, uh, you have three prongs to that. It's recruit, educate, and empower for election day operations. So give a little bit of details on e- each of those and how you're going to go about it.
2: Absolutely. So, as I said, my job here in Florida is to ensure that the election is safe and secure. This will require me to mobilize over 7,000 volunteers, which will be poll watchers and attorneys throughout the state of Florida. So, my Florida 2020 EDO plan has three prompts, recruit, uh, poll watchers and attorneys, educate, with training materials and training sessions and lastly, empower. I want to empower every one of my volunteers to know what exactly to look out for, what irregularities are out there, what violations are there, and what potential for fraud is out there. And so with those three prongs and the success that we will have in mobilizing over 7,000 volunteers throughout the state, we will collectively ensure that this election is safe and secure. We will ensure that this, this election has integrity and is open to the public and we will ensure that voters feel comfortable to vote and that their legal vote is counted.
1: So where uh where do attorneys how many how many attorneys do you need for this?
2: So my goal is to have over 800 attorneys throughout the state. I will have a presence. I will have a poll watcher presence and a Attorney presence in each and every county in these states. I want the most red counties to know that we are here to support them. That is my empower prong. That is my support prong. I want every one of my volunteers to know that I am here for them, And that will require me to identify a lead poll watcher and a lead attorney in each county, who will be the communicator between me and my volunteers on the ground
1: okay great and so how do where do attorneys go to get involved i've actually seen the yeah. there's an uncle sam meme out there How do they get involved? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. So actually that that uh, that Uncle Sam name
2: just went just went live. We're still working on a few of the legalities of the disclaimers. Um, However, we are so excited for that. Um, All poll watchers should go to www.defendyourballot.com. Additionally, uh, attorneys are able to sign up as www.sendyourballot.com there will be there is a subsex there that you can say are you an attorney yes or no join the election day team and then you will be funneled to me and you will then watch a training video that is around 15, 20 minutes where, where you will have the pleasure to listen to me uh, present on Florida election law and empower, as I said, you and the uh, uh, the volunteers to know exactly what to look out for, as I said. And once a volunteer goes through that training, then I will get notified and I will direct them to those county leads and those county uh Training sessions that we'll be offering.
1: Are you going to be going through the recs in each county when you do this, or do you have a do you have another type of system that you're going to be operating on?
2: Oh, oh no! You know what's beautiful, honestly, is this is a top down operation. I have the state party on board. We have every county uh, Republican party on. Board. Uh, on board, we also have been reaching out to Republican clubs, and everybody is so involved and is and is incorporated into this into this program. And the enthusiasm that we had is so energizing. For for me, honestly, it gets it is what gets me up every morning is to know that I'm getting emails saying, "What can we do to help? What can we do to help?" I am ex. Republican club in X County and I want to get involved. So we are open. Um, uh, The SFRW has been a wonderful program for us to be able to recruit um, our poll watchers and our attorneys. And so this is, I am bringing everybody on board and whoever is interested, you know, feel free to reach out to me. And definitely if you are interested in volunteering, I encourage everyone to go to www.defendyourballot.com.
1: All right, great. And so have you identified, I mean, in uh, 2018, we saw very, very serious (laughs) irregularities in in Broward and in Dade County. And I think there was even some stuff in Palm Beach. You had that horrible, uh, I think she was the SOE in Broward that had all these ballots that were missing and everything like that. Have you identified this sort of, for lack of a better term, shady places? That are uh, that to be extra watch because I know that we had, you know, we have some stuff here in Hillsboro but we have people as you mm-hmm. met Greg Prentice, we have really eagle eye people that are watching and, and whenever the SOE, whenever they go to the SOE, they always, the SOE knows that who they are and they know they're going to be watching. So we're very hardcore in Hillsborough County, but have you identified mm-hmm. the places where the difficulties have happened in the past and you have some extra security there?
2: Yes, most definitely. And you know what, Brooke? I'm not going to beat around the bush. Has there been uh, issues in the past? Absolutely. However, the Florida State Legislature has passed some uh, great legislation to mitigate some of these issues. Additionally, these bad actors from 2018 have been removed, and you know we are working. We are working with the in in um, really in concert with um, the supervisor of elections office, I don't want to be I, I want them to know me and know that I am here to ensure that this election is safe and secure and really our goals. Our goals, mine and the supervisors, and even, honestly, I'm going to be honest, like my Democrat counterpart, we should be able to have a conversation and we should want the exact same thing, a state secure election that has integrity. So, have I identified uh, those counties? Absolutely. I am aware of the issues from 2018, but I believe that, you know, we are moving forward. You know, this is 2020, and I am putting people in place um, on the ground as volunteer poll watchers who will help me ensure that this election is safe and secure.
1: Well, that's great. And, and if you're listening, you know, the to, for listeners of this show, if you know areas that are questionable make sure that you are a poll watcher okay it this Absolutely. this is in 2 months our ho- the entire future of our country will be decided this is incredibly serious mm-hmm. everybody needs to get active and i i wanted to uh, bring this up to your you know to your attention you probably have seen it there was an there's a a, a video it's called Ax- axios on hbo mm-hmm. and it was a guy yes. named josh mendelson who's the ceo of hawkfish and everybody needs to, their spidey sense should be really up I, I don't trust these Democrats at all. They're not interested in a fair election. It's funded by Michael Bloomberg and also does work for the DNC, mm-hmm. of course, and pro-Biden super PACs. He basically said uh-huh. that uh, that on election night, there will be a red uh-huh. mirage, which will show that Trump will have right. won, but that afterwards it will go to Biden. <laughs> this is stunning.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I was absolutely stunned. I passed that to everyone in our office, and it is concerning, and that is why our presence at the canvassing board meetings, at the polls, is going to be so critical. And, you know, in 2019, Florida passed that uh, there can be drop boxes. So ensuring that those drop boxes, the polling locations, and the vote by mail is secure is my number one goal. And, you know, Florida has has a system where... You are allowed a whole month to vote. There's only three methods. And I am making sure that all of the laws and rules and regulations are followed to ensure that that doesn't happen here in Florida, what that Axios uh, video showed.
1: Well, and the other thing, too, is that, look, uh, you know. My position on the the pandemic has always been. First of all, it's happened in an election year. Yes, it's a real virus, but there is definitely unequivocally, and I'll be talking about this a little bit later too. You know, we've talked about it several mm-hmm. times on the show. There's, it's all political, and what they're doing now. That's why they're hawking this uh, this vote by mail thing because they th- they think mm-hmm. that they can that they can do this ballot harvesting and they can have their little uh, st- stormtroopers go around and bully everybody in, and, and they're going to be. They're going to be uh, scamming people. So if and they're going to probably say right now it's Labor Day weekend, they're going to say, oh, well, there was a big spike and now you have to stay home and it's not safe. Right. It's safe for all Mm -hmm. of these Democrats to be going out without their mask or to be protesting to be screaming in people's face. But it's not. Safe for you to go and vote in person. So I'm telling you, vote in person. There's a There's a meme right. out there that says, "I will crawl over blo- broken glass and through a firestorm to vote for President Trump in right. November." I myself will do that. Yeah. The safest way to ensure right. that your vote counts is to vote in person.
2: Absolutely, Brooke, and I was just going to say that. And you know, here in Florida, there you can request. The only way you get a ballot is to request it. That is what we are 100% supportive of. We are completely against any universal or automatic vote-by-mail um, programs or expansion. Here in Florida, you must request your vote-by-mail or otherwise um, called an absentee ballot, but the most... and secure place to cast your ballot this election is inside a polling location during early voting and on election day.
1: Yeah, so don't let them scare you, okay? Right. And, no. and be on the lookout for any kind of shady stuff. I, no. I have a friend of mine who texted me something, and she had received a notice from California that said, because mm-hmm. uh, the previous occupant of her house was a Democrat, make sure to fill this out. When Democrats vote, we win. So there's all kind of shady stuff. There's no. there's There are billions of dollars being spent to to put schemes and scams into this voting contest so please everybody needs to make sure that they're looking so where can people find you again right and so well so i'm just going to give one more little sort of confidence if i could to
2: your viewers i i really want to hone in on the fact that well one if they are interested please go to www.defendyourballot.com. as i said i need 7,000 people on the ground with me. I need to have a rebus team in every county to ensure that this election is safe and secure. And I also just want to give, give your voters a vote of confidence to say that, you know, I want to ensure that this election process is safe and secure. I want to ensure that it is open to the public. And I want to With the help of every volunteer, having presence at every canvassing board meeting and at every polling location and in anywhere that our election is administered. And I can't do that without amazing volunteers, without your listeners um, to help me get Trump across the finish line.
1: That's right. So, again, people... This is the most, you know, we say it, we've heard it forever. This is the most important election of our lifetime. They are showing what they want to do to the country when they don't have the White House. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what they're going to do if they ever get it? It's frightening. It's well, absolutely uh, terrifying. It is terrifying. And you know, this is what gets me up every day.
2: At some point, I'll be going off a very, very, very few hours of sleep. And I am fighting for the Republic every day because that is exactly what we are, founding, are fighting for. Our founders created this beautiful government, this beautiful election system, and that, which is the cornerstone of our democracy, ensuring that the election is safe and secure is my number one job.
1: Okay, and make sure that you go to DefendYourBallot.com, www.DefendYourBallot.com. So everybody go and sign up and get out and volunteer. Bring your friends and let's get this election done fairly. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for joining us on the show. And you are listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here on Salem Media Group with Colonel Jim. And we will be right back after the break. More
0: Brooke Talks America, coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brooke Talks. And now your host, Brooke Says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. And, you know, more coronavirus lies and hypocrisy. First of all, the uh, just a little side note, which is that the The economy has rebounded almost half the jobs just since the coronavirus started have come back already. Let me tell you, Sleepy Joe and Kamala will never be able to do something like that ever. They have no clue. Right. But this is more, you know, lies about it. Florida's youngest coronavirus victim died from bilateral pulmonary edema and internal hemorrhages, not the coronavirus now, if you remember, there were two Florida men who were listed as die- having died from it, one from falling off a roof, and one who died in a motorcycle accident. So, and um, I know that DeSantis fired Quest because they did a document up. I don't trust so much of what is going on with the numbers of these, of these uh, coronavirus statistics. A Tennessee man received a letter in the mail claiming that his mother, who passed away in February of this year from COPD, not the China Wuhan virus tested positive for coronavirus uh, from a test taken in June now I'm not a magician okay but how do you die in February and then you test positive for a coronavirus test taken in June that's just that's liberal math okay that just doesn't add up he says I'm having a hard time understanding how they can say someone from who has coronavirus when they were not even alive he said, but you know, you, you think, right? This is craziness. Now more hypocrisy from our elected overlords. The mayor of Philly was caught dining, doing indoor dining. So indoor dining for him, not for you. The governor of Nevada also shut down, was caught dining indoors. So indoor dining from him, Democrats, of course, it goes without saying, right? But not for you. Remember when Beetlejuice in Chicago broke the lockdown to get her hair done? For her, okay, not for you. It didn't help, of course, just saying. But now you have the unbelievably not shocking. There's nothing shocking about Ice Cream Nancy and the blowout scandal where she got her hair done. What, let me see, what, what political party is she in? Oh, that's right, a Democrat. Yes, see, isn't this interesting? So let's hear a little from old Nan talking about leadership and accepting responsibility for getting busted, shall we? Leaders take responsibility. So I said he's a weak leader. He doesn't take responsibility. He places blame blame on others. I think that they uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up.
3: It was a setup.
1: First of all, she not she needs to go after she goes to the hair salon to the dentist to get her dentures fixed. Okay, because she always sounds like she's about to spit them out any minute. But. How how is it that that these Democrats get away with this? I think this is actually going to be really a really big problem for them because there's so many times when these Democrats do something when they say you can't do it. And just remember, for the Florida residents, our agricultural secretary, Nikki Freed, left the state in on at Easter time to go with her family after the state was shut down for that. So just don't forget that. But it was really great. How Kayleigh McEnany, who's a local hero, liberal media slayer in the White House, destroyed Nancy. See, they they don't know what they're dealing with the, with the Trump administration. This is not your old standby, please don't hurt me Republican Party. This is the fight back Republican Party, and I couldn't even be happier about it. She destroyed Nancy by showing that video of the salon uh, where she was in there with no mask. She was a closed salon. So the rest of the salons in California are closed, but not for old Nan, right? Because she's important. You're not, your hair is not, you don't have, you have to wear a mask, even if you can't breathe. And I have breathing problems, so I don't wear a mask, right? But she doesn't have to. So how much do you just love the fighting spirit of the the Trump administration? Now what's worse is that Nancy is blaming the salon owner, as you heard. What was great, though, is a bunch of salon owners. They did the Laura Loomer where they, you know, you remember where Laura Loomer went to Pelosi's house and they went out with a bunch of um, blow dryers in front of the uh, in front of the office, in front of her house. So. This is how you strike back. You know, Rush talks about it all the time. This is what fighting back looks like. We have to hold all of these Democrats to account. They cannot make a law. It's not even a law, actually. It's just a rule. You know, it happens locally. There was a, and I talked about this before, is uh, Nanny Castor here in Tampa. She was out there mandating, she didn't get her way on the mask. So she goes out there and forces everybody to do the mask. And she has, get, she got caught with giving blood in a bus which is very close quarters with no mask so liberals and democrats are nothing if not hypocritical right and just a reminder as she goes around in the tampa democrats go around and call for racial reconciliation she was giving out bicycling while black tickets okay just don't forget while she was a police chief so these democrats who claim to be woke they're not woke they're just opportunists on the election that's all this is about You are listening to Brook Talks America. We are up on a break because time goes so fast. We will be right back.
0: More Brook Talks America coming up.
3: Should Americans be concerned about the nationwide effort to include Black Lives Matter curriculum in government schools? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. The Black Lives Matter movement was originally established in 2012 by a small group of angry men-hating black females and black witches, along with communist activists who are seeking to duplicate the Venezuelan Communist outcome here in the United States. The Black Lives Matter mission is not to improve the quality of life for anyone, including black Americans. Black Lives Matter curriculum to be foisted upon students is yet another indoctrination tool to turn them into violent haters of good Christian principles, the traditional family, male authority in the family and in society. The Black Lives Matter curriculum is also designed to reflect Refuse real solutions and only press to destabilize American society as a whole while convincing students to hate everything that is good. Black Lives Matter minions hope to convince millions of students to violently attack sovereign citizens who support President Trump and like the United States of America. Are you concerned? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com.
4: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
0: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim, and that was an excellent edwards notebook from ron it's so true and thank god just heard this this morning that trump is uh, seeking to end critical race theory in american education certainly in the federal departments i imagine that it will go downstream that will get a fight but and of course it's being reported as he's ending you know racial justice and social justice education but critical race theory is exactly what ron said it has nothing it's anti-american it's anti-white so in the name of being anti-racist they're being racist if you hear this you need to you need to refute this and rebut this and push back against this wherever you hear and i just want to remind everybody because he talked about it in, in being from 2012 the origins of this are in occupy wall street remember when that started in New York and then it metastasized all over the country. That is what it's about. Okay. So they hate America. They are communists. They're not social justice warriors. They're communists and they want it. They want our whole country to look like Portland and really to look like Venezuela because what they want is they want oligarchs at the top deciding for the rest of the minions. Hayek talked about it. The road to serfdom. That's what they want. Um, So, you know, in more Democrat violence, because we just can't get enough of it, in more proof you can never be woke enough, right? You never can be woke enough. The French Revolution is proof of that. Mayor, Portland Mayor Turd Wheeler, yes, that's what I call him, had to sell his condo because the BLM and Antifa terrorists did what? Oh, they tried to set it on fire. So even though he, you know, accommodates them, kisses them, sucks up to them, they try to set his house on fire. Can't be woke enough, uh, and the leftist storm suburb of Portland with guillotine, burn American flags, and say get in the street. Okay, this is what is happening in Democrat-run cities, and this is what they're gonna import and and all over the country. New video analysis of mur- the murder of Aaron Danielson, also known as Jay Bishop in Portland, suggests it was an organized antifa team assassination. There were the, there was the original audio of it, but now the video shows that he was about to get you know uh he was it was a hit and obviously the guy just got murdered jim will talk more about that black lives matter um black lives matter mob protest dc mayor muriel bowser so bow wow is also not woke enough she can paint black lives matter in the in dc but she's not woke enough either they went to protest the shooting of an armed black man okay armed black man dion k right she they were uh Going in front of our house, if we don't get no justice, you don't get no sleep. They really ought to work on the grammar down there. But, anyways, uh, up there, if you don't get it, we burn it down. These are the Democrat funded and supported rioters protesting Democrats. I, I, I just have a question though. Why don't Black lives matter between elections? Right? Isn't it interesting? They never matter between elections, they only matter during elections uh, here are some audio clips I want to play the these are uh, the liberals cheer violence against political opponents setting this up
4: I, I I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country maybe there will be people need to start taking to the streets this is a dictator you know there needs to be
1: unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives enemies of the state
0: show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful
1: do something
2: about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless.
4: They go low, we kick.
2: How do you
1: resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck?
4: The biggest terror threat in this country
0: is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right.
1: I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You, you know, would have been
3: a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him.
0: Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact.
1: Look as his character is stabbed to death.
5: Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him?
1: By the way, so those are not only the geniuses on television, those are the people that you support in Hollywood. So that's another thing people need to remember. You vote with your dollar. Every vote you give to these people empowers them to say stupid, to get rich. They hate you. They love your money. And the politicians love your taxes, but they hate you, right? But, uh, you know, that's part of the thing that needs to happen. It's not really working out very well for Democrats, though. And the polling is going down, which is why Sleepy Joe is out of a basement. He put down his pudding and his tapioca and is out of the basement. And even Van Jones took notice of it with the marches.
6: The longer we talk about violence and unrest and how he's handling it or not handling it, it's all advantage Trump. In other words, this campaign is going well for Donald Trump because we're not talking about the economic devastation uh, that people are experiencing or the virus, really. And I think it's time for us to... Uh, recognize we we are in a very perilous situation uh, if you want to see a change in November. The question is, how are Democrats and progressives going to deal with the edges of violence in our own movement? I think that Joe Biden can reach, can can actually begin to move his own movement in a better direction. We need a national moratorium on these nighttime marches. Uh, That would separate the responsible, uh, productive demonstrations that have united the whole world from some of these other demonstrations that are just not as useful there are things that joe biden and other progressives can do they can begin to push down on the violence in our movement
1: yeah but they won't Van. they won't first of all when you feed the beast it gets out of control but the other thing is they're never going to condemn it first because they're they're funding it and they're supporting it but they need those people those are the bernie supporters and i played this several times on the show uh audio from these people remember the video from uh, project Veritas where the guy says this is the kind of stuff that they talk about physical violence and everything they want to harass bully now today just today they're in Rochester they're climbing on people's homes so they're not going to tamp down they have enabled this this cancer on America Ron talked about it it's in the schools it's all of it and it needs to stop but until Democrats actually push back and one of the things they have to do, which is to vote against this. But this is, you know, Tucker talked about it, about why he won't. Biden will, really hasn't said anything. And as a matter of fact, he almost blamed the guy who got murdered by the Antifa supporter, the BLM supporter, who has a, this white guy who has a stupid tattoo on his neck for BLM. It's a joke. But uh, he explains why Biden will not disavow Antifa and BLM.
4: If you've been online recently, you've probably seen this. If you type Antifa.com into your browser, you go automatically to the Joe Biden for President website. Antifa.com is linked directly to JoeBiden.com. It's not an Internet rumor. It's actually true. We just did it. You're not supposed to think anything about this. You've been commanded not to. Reuters issued a, quote, fact check yesterday, reassuring you that this is not proof of a connection among the two. And no, it's not proof. It seems unlikely that the Biden campaign set this up. But the Biden campaign is almost surely benefiting from it as some percentage of its voters go on the internet looking for directions on how to make urine bombs and wind up on the campaign webpage and then give money. So the question is, why hasn't the Biden campaign issued a statement about it? Why hasn't Biden disavowed it? For that matter, why hasn't Biden disavowed Antifa itself? If the address Ku Klux brought you to Donald Trump's website, you can be confident Reuters would not issue a fact check telling you it's no big deal. At a press conference, today, Joe Biden's handlers finally allowed him to answer some questions. He was asked about the violence in cities like Kenosha and Portland, and he had yet another opportunity to condemn Antifa, as well as BLM. Both Antifa and BLM are extremist organizations that promote violence. But Biden did not condemn them. He did the opposite. Joe Biden can't disavow Antifa. He can't disavow BLM despite the fact that both promote violence because Joe Biden benefits from Antifa and BLM. Let's stop lying about it. That's what's happening.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Colonel Jim here, as I've mentioned several times, has gotten tremendous heat for telling the truth about what's going on. But when you say when you have BLM people harassing diners, okay, forcing them to raise their fists for, for Black Lives Matter, there was another guy... Who had a group of people going through the streets forcing their citizens to raise their hands? Oh, yeah, that guy was Hitler. Does that sound extreme? Yes, it does sound extreme. You know why? Because it's kind of the same thing, right? I know people are going to get, oh, you can't say that. You can't say that. Well, I did say it. They taught their children to be activists and they taught their children to denounce their parents. So when you say, when you hear people say, oh, this couldn't happen in America, oh, that's, you're being extreme, you're being hyperbolic, you're not being extreme, you're seeing it, they're literally calling for burning it down, burning it down. So when you hear that, you need to shut those people down. Those people are not fighting, and I don't care if they have an R by their name and they say they're Republican, those people are not fighting for you, they're on the other side and they're too weak to be on your team my team is warriors only we're in a fight for the survival of the country this is what they want to do and you're next if you think they're gonna stop at property and monuments no they're not even stopping there's the people are next and guess what you're on the menu okay so don't think you're safe just because you're for any reason whatsoever or if you're a Democrat because you're not safe either as I showed you from what they did to turd wheeler and Bowser and everybody else so this is really serious. We talked about it with Alyssa earlier with the, with the election, but really need to pay attention and, and uh, save this country. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim on AM 860, The Answer, and we'll be right back after the break.
0: More Brooke Talks America coming up. Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says on AM 860, the Answer Salem Media Group, here with Colonel Jim. And I just want to remind everybody, because we're going to be getting into this, but the, the demonstrators put a Trump effigy in a guillotine outside the White House during the RNC. These same people have taken a guillotine outside Bezos' house and are now uh, in Portland. They had a guillotine. Okay, remember what they did during the French Revolution, even during the supporters. So this is what the Democrats have unleashed onto America. Just remember that. So, Jim, the uh, and, and now they're chanting, just like the Iranians, uh, death to America in the streets wherever they go. They don't love America. They hate America. This is what Democrats have enabled. Uh, they killed the extremist in portland the the antifa guy as i mentioned earlier who killed the trump supporter talk about that
5: yeah and i wanted to use this as the opportunity to kind of lay out what's been going on uh we heard a lot about what the uh the rioters the demonstrators the political left and what they have been doing and been talking about that during the whole show i want to talk about what the administration is doing particularly uh, Attorney General William Barr and the different task forces that we've talked about on previous shows, um, there is a standing joint terrorism task force that has been established uh, under the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security, and those contain organizations from the U.S. Marshal Service, the FBI bureau of alcohol tobacco and firearms as well as working with our local state and and local county city law enforcement efforts to go after the most uh violent you know the worst of the worst who we've seen and so last week we saw um the murder assassination if you will of of aaron uh, danielson on last saturday and then this thursday a joint task force uh, working up in Lacey Lancy, Washington or Lacey Washington I should say south of Seattle came upon uh, this guy Michael Forrest Renho who is an Antifa and Black Lives Matter extremist and he uh, pulled a gun on him and they ended him and he is you know a really far left radical he has been uh watched for some time and he is, he is gone and this is what this these task force are doing
1: and the uh you know it's amazing to me he had a, he actually did an interview with vice we have an american media company that interviewed this guy after he was accused of murdering and he they Busted him on tape. This guy's been on several videos too of being involved in all of these different altercations with the cops out there. So he's, you know, and like I said, he has a he has that stupid tattoo on his neck. So he's he's up to no good. He 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 claimed in that Vice interview that it was like, oh, we're at war and this and that. The guys, he he murdered someone. Okay, and Vice is interviewing him. So I think Vice ought to be in trouble. I don't know about that, but so the uh, the they what they're doing now is that i believe they're you're going to talk about this is that they are working on a rico possibility because and Rand paul talked about this is when you travel across state lines they're paying these people to go they're staying in hotels and everything like that and by the way it's not going to black lives matter it's just going to all these radicals that's where the money's going that and the democrat party so talk about that
5: yeah exactly brooke um again, under the Department of Justice, and this is one of the things that Barr has been talking about, first started talking about it uh, in April and in in May of this year, talking about if they can uh, determine that both Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, are terrorist groups, domestic terrorist groups, they can then uh, implement the RICO laws, which are basically racketeering laws against Um, these groups as violent radical groups, and they can go after their funding, they can go after who's donating money, and it's not just um, the first level. They can go down uh, numerous levels to find out where money is coming from, and it's going to be real interesting, and I think one of the things that's going to come out is you're going to see a lot of members of the Democratic Party perhaps may have donated money. Definitely. (laughs) <laughs> and you know the way they talk about it, and as you heard in a number of clips, uh, many from Hollywood may also be uh, exposed in this. And so uh, this is this is part of the effort. The other part of the effort, and I know a lot of people ask about it, is you know how do we stop this? What can we do? What resources are at the hands of of governors and even uh, President Trump? And And they're
1: asking why he hasn't gone into Portland.
5: And they're asking why he hasn't gone into Portland. Well, he has gone into Portland, and they have been putting, uh, as we saw, various elements of the U.S. Marshal Service and these joint task force to do that. But they're not going to do it and advertise publicly that today we're sending in 400 uh, agents into a city. They're they're going in uh, clandestine covert so that, you know, Antifa and Black Lives Matter doesn't know they're there. That's how they operate. They operate in the shadows and they collect intelligence on on these uh, groups and they get uh, they get to figure out where they're going and where where they're sending other people. And as as Brooke talked about earlier, the interstate crossing state lines, which is a federal offense, which which allows uh, federal agents to get involved in this, is when they start doing things to uh, conduct violent activities and we've seen them moving into uh, Kenosha this past week. In fact, uh, the FBI and DHS arrested two men who were involved in interstate uh, trafficking of weapons and and, uh, ammo uh, moving into uh, Kenosha. They tracked them to their hotel. Uh, where they were staying. And so once they do that, they're look they're going to look at and find out everything about these. Where are they getting their money? Who's paying for their to- hotels? Where are they getting their weapons? I know by the way the weapons they had were ob- illegally obtained. So they can they can track this and they can, you know, put this into the database and find out who others are involved. The other question is that a lot of people have is what do we do when we go into these cities? How big of a footprint can we put in uh, with regard to either federal Forces or or U.S. troops, the National Guard. That's a big question, and there's this needs to be uh, distinguished. Federal forces are law enforcement. U.S. troops or National Guard can be can be both. The National Guard can go in, and if they're working directly for the governor of that state, um, they are considered um, somewhat law enforcement, and they're there to protect and um, guard both people and property. If it takes a larger force that needs to go in, then it would require the president to federalize the force, and then they become directly under his control, and he can use them that way. Of course, for him to do that, they have to invoke the Insurrection Act, which really is uh, the last thing we really want to do. But if it's necessary, and it's been acted a number of times in the last 50 years, uh, the president can do that. And so there's lots of capability at his hands to do this and of course if you send in um, U- u-s troops say you send in troops from fort bragg to portland there's a big logistics piece there because they have to bring in their equipment they have to bring in um, logistics they have to bring in supplies and everything and that requires a place to um, stage out of, where are they going to operate out of? Does the governor of that state work with the federal government to allow that? And so there's these big questions, a lot of legal parameters that have to happen. So this is this is why everything is handled the way it is. They're trying to keep it at the federal level where it's under Department of Homeland Security (DHS), the FBI, and um, and the governors. And the biggest problem is with the Democratic governors and how much leeway they are going to give to conduct law enforcement to protect people's property and people so that's that's the issue there that we're dealing with Um, just to change up a little bit um, you know we didn't talk too much about but we heard you know the atlantic the magazine uh, came out with the uh... trump fake news article of the things that president trump said about uh... the u.s military supposedly Supposedly total big lie total fabrication uh, no proof whatsoever. You know, even uh, a lot of people who worked in the White House said this never happened. We were there. You know, they're, they're, this is the problem we get with anonymous sources and the media using them from the standpoint of uh, painting a big lie. Um, so, you know, I think most people are pretty much uh, beginning to believe that this is yet again you know, just like Kavanaugh and just like so many others, the Democrats have gone in the mainstream media to the extreme to t- try to diminish and tarnish the president's uh, reputation and th- making up things he said. So um, there'll be more to follow on that, and I'm sure that'll be uh, a topic of discussion at, you know, going into next week. Uh, the other thing that we want to just kind of talk about is interesting interview with Richard Grinnell. Oh, it was delicious. You know, and talking about Bosnia, Kosovo, you know, we've been involved in those countries for 25 years, going all the way back to 1992, when those, when that civil war first started and Yugoslavia broke apart. You know, we still have U.S. troops stationed there. You don't hear much about it anymore, but but they're still there. Finally, it took President Trump and his special envoy, Richard Grinnell, to, to bring together a Negotiations for peace that's been going on, and it looks like uh, both countries will finally solve this long standing. Uh, dispute between the two of them but the real interesting part was when Richard Grinnell did his interview this week they tried to go and change the topic to homosexuality and legalization of all this and that and Richard Grinnell pretty much stood fast and said I'm not here to talk about that I'm here to talk about uh, oh he, he
1: dropped a moab on him yes, he, them. he did. didn't even he didn't even stand firm he just dropped a moab all over them it was so good
5: and that's it for this week with regard to national security issues.
1: Well, there's always more. I know we, we need two or three more hours for sure. Thanks so much for that, Jim, the little wrap-up there. Um, and you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim every week on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media. See you next week.
0: You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.